today's episode, we're talking about the genesis of Popeye Fatigué and looking back on some of our most memorable episodes. Hey everyone, welcome to the Popeye Fatigué podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. You know, we're 30 episodes in and we thought it would be interesting to talk about the origin story of the podcast and what we hope you'll take away from it. But first, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. I'm Jim. I've got two daughters, eight and five. So Jim, let's just jump right into it. You know, what does Papai Fatigue mean and where did the name Papai Fatigue come from? I think, well, literally, Pape Fatigue, dad is tired, right? That's, uh-huh. <laughs> that's kind of what it means, the actual words. But where did the, the name came from? And, I, you know, it came from our conversations. And uh, I think that's a lot about what this podcast is, the sort of conversations that dads have, or that we did, anyway, mm-hmm. with other dads mm-hmm. that uh, pick up and drop off. But it's, you know, it's something that I heard you say to your kids, uh, you know, uh, Daddy, you know, uh, put me on your shoulders, or Daddy, will you pick me up? Or you know, <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like you know, Daddy's tired, <laughs> and uh, it kind of stuck with me because it just seemed like a, a very matter of fact uh, statement that captured the sentiment of like you know, I'm like we're here, we're doing the best we can, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not that I don't love you, right? You right. Know, <laughs> right. I just can't do it right now. And, uh, you know, the sentiment is just kind of the, the acknowledgement that uh, parenting is not easy. And particularly my experience, and I think that's the, a lot of experience for uh, a lot of parents, is that it's just, it's exhausting. And, you know, we did that episode about the sleep deprivation and how long it lasts for parents. So it's, I'm not imagining it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, being a parent is a lot about just being tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. And so how did the business side of it come about? That's an interesting sort of turn of events. So I, as far as the business, we were working on a, a related project. We were having a hard time finding a logo or finding a, a, you know, something that we could use to, to capture the product. And, you know, it's uh, something that was related. And I had, and I think probably from our conversations, there was one morning I woke up and I just had this image in my head of the, you know, the words and the, the, the battery with the low charge. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was funny. So I made a couple of shirts just for my, my own fun. I'd wear them around. And I got a lot of a lot of other comments. And then uh, in working on this project, it was we were all dads of young kids, and and uh, the other guys kind of connected with the shirt, and we thought it was pretty funny. And it just became, you know, we had a lot of conversations with those those dads, and you know, you you were included on several of those. And just the idea of having this sort of forum or dads talking about, you know, what it is with their young kids and how it is to be with the young kids, it seemed to kind of capture capture that. That mood, I guess, that mm-hmm. uh, that parents kind of sharing their their experiences together, and it's um, now. I mean, you've been a big driver of this with the podcast, and uh, it's become a way for for us to have a conversation in a in a more public way. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice transition. I mean, what should somebody expect to take away from this podcast? I think the big picture. The big takeaway is that there there is a community of dads, and I think you and I connected on on doing the pickup and drop off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can think of you know six other dads that maybe we would see pretty frequently, and part of it is that you know parenting dads are much more involved in parenting now than they were two generations ago or even one generation ago, and it's still kind of new. And it's nice to have these conversations and try to figure out that. You know, we're all, again, we're all doing the best we can. We're all trying mm-hmm. as, as hard as we can. And, 
you know, reala- realizing and, and having it reaffirmed that this is a labor of love and it is a labor and it is, you know, one of the joy- most joyful things that I've done in my life. But it is, but it takes some intention and uh, attention and intention in that there's a lot of things that feel or that I thought would feel uh, intuitive as a parent. And there are a lot of things that aren't. And being able to talk that out with other people is really helpful. You know, the one that came to mind was um, strawberries, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're not supposed to give your new baby strawberries or honey. like Honey, yeah. I I would have never thought that I could kill my kid by accidentally (laughs) giving him strawberries. Like that's like mind blowing. Mm -hmm. And I know that's an extreme example, but there's a lot of things that uh, that obviously are not intuitive. That's not something I would have even even thought of, wouldn't have been on my, my radar. So I feel like. In some ways, it's easy to be on sort of autopilot, and I find myself in, in times like that or, or, you know, weeks or so where I feel like I'm reacting to new experiences and I'm <laughs> reacting to being a parent rather than, than trying to get ahead of it and trying to uh, prepare or anticipate new things that are going to be coming up with my daughter. So I think, it's, I think that the conversations that dads have are important, and, and I think that's, that's what I'd like people to take away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on my end, I kind of think of the podcast as a place for, like you, community and, f- and for other fathers or parents to be able to connect with the highs and lows of parenting. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember, uh, I think there was a thread on Reddit where somebody was like, you know, here, like, why didn't you parents tell me all of the crazy stuff that I should know? You didn't prepare me for what parenting was. You just gave me all the fun, sweet stuff, but you didn't tell me about all the, you know, all these other things that I was going to be worried about and, you know, that I was going to get puked on all the time. And, you know, just kind of, I mean, that as far as the logo, that's that's not a, too bad of a low. But, you know, I, I certainly remember some of those conversations, just seeing those where people were like, hey, Everybody always talks about the great side, which is fine, and but I would like to know some of the reality of being a parent. It's not going to dissuade me from being a parent. Like I want to be a parent, but it's nice to be prepared going in. And so I think that, to me, there's the, some of that, the ability to communicate, again, those highs and lows. I think it's also a place where people can understand that their challenges are not unique. I feel like sometimes parenting does seem a little bit isolating. I mean, certainly within your family group, right? You're probably talking to your significant other, but without, you know, outside of that, sometimes it might be depending on your situation. If all of your friends are single or don't have kids, it it can be, I think a a space that might sometimes feel a little bit isolating for people. So this is a place to understand that we all face challenges. They're different. And there are some that are very much the same. I think some other things are that this is a place for us to exchange ideas and lessons that, that you might want to integrate into your parents. I, there's a few episodes that come to mind for me that we did episode five on getting separated from your child. And that's one where you know you and I talked about how we minimize the likelihood that our child gets lost, but also what we do to teach them what happens in case they do get lost. And, and you talked about the safety plan that you have. And that's one of those things that I thought about is that, you know, when we go to a new place, we get the kids together. Hey, everybody, you know, here's the deal. The episode six on chores and allowance. I really like how you guys have done your Sunday night meals where it's, there's something very intimate and unique about how you guys exchange emotional. You you talk about filling up the bucket and that kind of stuff. And then we sort of pivoted into also the specifically how we handle allowance and things like that. 
And uh, episode 10 that uh, I did with Tim about board games. I love board games. I can talk all day long about board games. And it was fun to talk to somebody else who really had a passion for games. And as we both think about using board games as a conduit for learning, that to me, just kind of how certain parents think about those kinds of things are, are really interesting. And I guess the last point, again, if we talk about community for me, is that you know, for men who grew up maybe in a single parent situation where there was no father or there was maybe poor role models or maybe more stereotypical roles and, and, and this, you know, man wants to take more of a uh, egalitarian parenting stance but doesn't really quite know what that might look like. I think these are all places where you might be able to find some information or find a community of people that are, you know, again, trying to do their best and a place where you can maybe just hear from some other parents out there. Your experience might be the same, might be different, but at the end of the day, I think there's some unifying threads for all of us that we can learn from. So, you know, I just talked a little bit about a few of the episodes. I mean, looking back on the last, I guess, 29, this is episode 30, on the last 29 episodes, do you have any favorites? And and if so, you know, which one and which one are ones and why? I also like episode five about the missing child. And that's the reason I like that is because uh, I was going to say nobody, but certainly I'll speak for myself. I don't want to think about losing my kid, you know, mm-hmm. at the shopping mall or, you know, as I did at the uh, uh, the Billy Bee's play place. Um, but it's helpful to think about that ahead of time. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be thinking that through in the moment. I want right. to kind of think about it ahead of time and have a strategy and be able to sort of execute a plan that, you know, is the best one that I can think of. It's kind of like following my own best advice from, you know, from before the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I feel like that was really practical. And, and some of the others, the uh, advice for soon to be parents, uh, episode four, and what to do when you're expecting a second child. Those are, those are, uh, as you said, those are insights into things about parenting that, you know, that I didn't anticipate until they happened. And so mm-hmm. to hear somebody else's experience, I think, I think is helpful. I really enjoyed episode 21, the challenges of being a father. I think it's one of our sort of, quote, most real episodes. And again, if you go back to the comment that I made earlier about the the highs and the lows, I think understanding the lows and, and being able to see that you're not the only one, you know, it really, to me, that one really laid bare the, the challenge of parenting. And, you know, I certainly knew going in that I wasn't going to have a lot of free time, but here we are eight years later and I'm not clear that my free time is, you know, I've, I figured at some point it would get a little bit easier because they get older, they're a little bit more independent. And that's not to say my daughter's not independent, but the the, the challenges and, and the necessity of, of working with the kids, it just, it changes over time, right? So initially it's the making sure they don't roll off the bed or that they don't mm-hmm. eat something they're not supposed to. And then it's, you know, they're climbing the furniture and now it's they're running around outside and wandering off. And then, you know, you get into second and third grade. And it's just, there's always sort of a different set of challenges. And so that that piece about really not being able to find time to me was really important. And, and I do think that a lot of times we we sort of just gloss over the the, the parenting challenges. You know, certainly when you're, pregnant and when the baby's first born there's there's just i feel like there's just not enough talked about and again it's not it's not to dissuade anybody and say parenting's not you know it's terrible because otherwise no one would have two kids right we we clearly all well most of us went in wide-eyed and knowing exactly what was going to happen the second time around and we decided to have a second one knowing full well that you know what the challenges were so it's not to say hey 
I made a mistake, so I never should have had that first kid. But it really is just to acknowledge that. The other episode that I like, and I sort of touched on it with uh, episode 10, and I'll lump in episode 26, media recommendations, sort of just the recommendations about books and apps and games and, and board games. I just, all of those things I'm, I'm passionate about, and I love using all of those tools, books especially, again, as conduits for learning and for having conversations that might be difficult and using a book as a way to introduce that and say, you know, what did you think? Was that person right? Was that person wrong? How would you do it differently? You know, all of those things, I really find that it's it's a way to, you know, we always talk about teaching moments, but teaching moments, you have to wait until the moment happens. Here, I think what I'm trying to do is use the books and the games and those kinds of things to get in front of those and to have those conversations and to be proactive about those conversations. So those two episodes, I think in particular, the media recommendations and and the board games, I really, really like those. So what have you, or I guess, what do you think you might've learned by doing this podcast? Yeah. To answer this question, what have I learned from doing the podcast? There's two answers. One is what have I learned from the podcast? And then what have I learned from yeah. the podcast? And what I've learned mm-hmm. from the podcast is, has been just a wealth of information. You know, the, the articles and the research that you and I have read and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the conversations we've had about that, that kind of structure our conversations in the podcast. Talking to other parents about the, the podcast or asking them about topics and things that are interesting to them. And just having that sort of dialogue has been really helpful. From doing the podcast, it really is just, you know, I guess we've got 30 episodes that are basically a chronicle of our meditating and thinking about, you know, parenthood. And the thing that kind of stands out for me is that I I think that there's a set of, like, principles or, or guidelines, some fundamentals that if I can keep in mind, I'm probably going to get through most parenting challenges without making lasting damage to my kid. And, you know, that's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, kindness, uh, empathy, mm-hmm. um, you know, love and how you express love with kindness and empathy and compassion and, and trying to understand things from my kid's perspective. Just a, a sort of, you know, and I may not come up with the right answer, but I think it's going to be a, a pretty good one. But in reading this stuff for the podcast and the conversations we've had, you know, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of this stuff is just not intuitive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I feel like those principles and those fundamentals will get me pretty far, but there are some very basic and real strategies that can help to solve things or at least improve situations with your kids. So, I mean, there are strategies that I'm going to need for situations that I can't yet imagine. Mm. Maybe some that I can, you know, you and I have joked about, um, about teaching our girls how to drive cars. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's coming up, coming up. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at how much I think about that. And, We're, you know, yeah. We were just talking about that at dinner today, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm already, I, I'll teach her to, uh, uh, I'll let her sit on my lap and I'll walk her through how to start the car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it just kind of, yeah, that's going to be a, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, <laughs> what happens after you start the car is the next part. Yeah, yeah, that's the terrifying part. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so there are some things that, uh, that I'm going to need some strategies about and, uh, and maybe some situations that I, I can't even imagine. But being able to have that foundation and, and trust that that's going to get me through most situations and then knowing that there are, there are other resources and other ways to, you know, to approach those situations that's going to come up with a good result. Mm-hmm. From my end, I think that you know, the last few episodes has kind of become a little bit clearer. I've, I've sort of seen this thread to me in, in, in terms of what we talked about is 
the importance of, of proactive or intentional parenting. And you actually touched on it a little bit earlier here where, again, with that um, episode five of the, you know, how to handle if you get separated from your child. And as you point out, right, I'd rather have thought through my response before it happens. And I think this is that what I've gotten through this podcast, right, is is there the importance of that intentional parenting uh, of trying to think a few steps ahead before the problem happens, right? It's the same kind of things that we hope to do in our business lives, right? Like the, to be proactive versus reactive. And to me, some of that is is the kind of parenting that we do is trying to figure out what might become an issue and having thought through how we would handle that if the, you know, heaven forbid the worst came up or or something to that effect. The other thing that I I feel like I've kind of really teased out is it just, I guess, maybe reinforces the importance of talking to other parents. And it, it doesn't always need to be these, you know, super deep conversations, but just as you talk about your kids, things do come up. And the diversity of experiences and styles is so interesting. And, and it allows you to kind of figure out what might work for you or just how other parents do things. There, there's one parent in particular and we have a very different style and I really always enjoy talking to her because our parenting styles are very, very different. And and we were out, the kids must've been, I think it was the end of pre-K four and we, we went to a playground together and I think there was something about one of the kids was trying to eat a flower or something like that. And I was like, I was just telling my daughter, I'm like, remember, don't eat the flowers. And that was right. That, that was the end of it. I said, don't eat the flower. But she said to her son, why don't we eat the flowers? Which to me was very different, right? So it wasn't just don't do this because my mind was effectively don't do this because I said so, right? Mm-hmm. By just saying, don't eat the flower, period, end of discussion. Hers was an inquisitive trying to teach him through that process. Why is this maybe not the smartest idea in the world to just randomly eat stuff on the side of the road. And so I just thought that it was an interesting way of parenting. And that was really kind of the first time I just saw this sort of, it's not that, I guess we're not on diametrically opposed, you know, opposite sides of the parenting spectrum, but again, just sort of a different way of thinking about things. And I often think about that interaction that we had. And again, that was many, many years ago at this point, but it is something that I was like, yeah, why didn't I tell you know ask my daughter, hey, or to have a conversation about it as opposed to saying this is the way it is. And I I do try and go back to that when I can. It doesn't always happen, but at least it exposed me to a different way of doing things. And I think one that was maybe more patient and also allowed for the child to have a little bit more independence in the conversation, right? To, to express their feelings and to think it through versus what I was doing. So I, I think this podcast, again, it's just another way of exposing people to different ideas or different ways of thinking. So the, the last question I have is, you know, we do have a dedicated podcast, episode 21, and I, I sort of referenced this a few times. And so if you haven't listened to it, please do listen to it. But what is your greatest challenge with being a father? So today I was thinking about this in a sort of a big picture way and in a more specific way and because <laughs> I was having some problems with my daughters. The biggest <laughs> challenge I'm having these days is getting them to listen to me without mm. uh, without ignoring me and how can I it's that's becoming the challenge maybe it's just their ages now. But the for me as a father I think my biggest challenge is uh, is is staying present and for me that um, I'm an introvert there's a lot of things about my personality and my circumstances that make this maybe my challenge more than than others. 
but having to be, you know, enough self-care, get enough rest, you know, make sure I'm taking care of myself so that I can show up and be present for my daughters. And it takes a lot of energy for me to pay attention to the nonverbal cues and, and remember context and think about where they're coming from, from their situation. That's for me, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of effort to, to do. And so my, that's my greatest challenge. And, and, you know, again, I feel like these sort of basic fundamentals or principles, like if I can, if I can stick with that, then chances are, I'm not going to really jack up a situation, you know, mm. but it takes effort for me to be in a place where I'm able to see and, and really react to those things in a way that I want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, obviously I've mentioned it a couple times here that the challenge for me is finding the free time. And it's only recently that I've also realized that Part of the challenge, and, and again, I, if you think about those stages, right, from the sort of interactions that you're having with the child as they grow and how those differ over time and, and sort of where your time goes, to me, the, the stage that I'm at now with an eight-year-old is she's very inquisitive. And what that means is she's constantly asking questions about what I'm doing. And you know, certainly when she's at home and I'm trying to work, it, it's very difficult or she's she wants to build something or she needs help with this thing or that thing. And I'm either trying to work or maybe I'm on a conference call and she can see that there are other people on the call, but that doesn't seem to dissuade her from asking me to do anything. And so there's just sort of, my kids are still in that phase of what is going on with them is the most important thing that could be possibly happening at this point in time, regardless of what it is. So, you know, I could tell her, Hey, I'm going to be working and she's actually, they're mostly pretty good if I say I'm working, but there will be times when I'm just trying to get some stuff done and it's, you know, whatever, I'm hungry or I need to go to the bathroom or something. I'm like, what? you're eight or, well, she doesn't do that, but I'm like, you're five for the boy. You can go to the bathroom on your own. Like, I don't, you don't need to inform me about this, just go. But there is sort of that constant either check-in or need for something or question. And it's just, it's never ending. And so just to find some quiet time, has been a bit of a challenge for me. And that's sort of the basis of the, you know, the self-care is that if I just can't get that time to relax and, and to refresh, then I'm a little bit more on edge than I normally would. And that's where I do try and kind of keep it a beat on my patience level. I think when the kids were young, I was really pretty patient, especially even actually when they were crying, because whatever, the, you know, there's nothing they can do about that. But as they've gotten older, I don't want to say my patience level has sort of changed. And so I, I try and keep tabs on that. And I will, for instance, take a breather if I need it. So if I recognize that I'm getting frustrated or whatever, I will just walk away from the situation, take five or 10 minutes to myself and then come back and things are, I've calmed down and everything's fine. So I never have to kind of hit the red line. They never see that. I just kind of excuse myself and come back and everything is okay. But that to me is is the biggest challenge. And I don't know how much longer that's going to last. I think it will probably last for a while. Certainly as my youngest is still five, we probably have another, I don't know, three years of this to go. And so it's just sort of managing the free time and managing the the interaction with the kids, I guess. Uh, and over time, right, that th- those things change. And that's, I guess, part of what is fun about being a dad is that you do see those changes. And whereas I, my only concern used to be them rolling off the bed, you know, now it's, it's, it's things like sleepovers and, uh, you know, fights at school and this friend doesn't want to be friends with me anymore. It's just, it's a different level of stuff. 
We hope you found today's episode informative. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash papayfatigue. That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E. Thanks for listening.